This is the uh, Sunday that we give the staff this whole past week. They, they get uh, a break. They get the week off. So the, the elders uh, lead the service uh, for you this, this weekend. Uh, my name is Scott Watkins. For those of you who don't know, know me, I'm one of your elders here at uh, CBC. Um, Bob usually has on his, uh, his uh, outline uh, points that he, he makes. And as you notice, there's no points because I couldn't come up with any. Yeah, with that said, too, I thought about calling in sick, but I didn't think that'd be a good idea, so here we go. Let me start by thanking uh, the previous board uh, of elders the last three years. Uh, I served on the board. This is my first year of a three-year term, and I just want to recap real quick. Um, the last three years, starting in 2019, what your past elder board had to deal with, and, and this will all makes sense as I, as, I, as I go in. In 2019, um, unfortunately, we had to, to let somebody go, and that's not a, not a very fun thing to do, as, as many of you know. Um, and then, of course, 2020, we had our, um, a pandemic that hit, and um, the elders uh, processed the church and walked the church through that. It was a very difficult time, still a very difficult thing to deal with. And, and uh, it, was, you know, it was very hard. And then um, through all that, they, they hired a new youth pastor. So those were three very, very tough, challenging years uh, that the, the board um, brought, brought the body through. And it was just um, my, my, I thank them very much. I pray for them. If I can encourage you guys, if there's anything you definitely uh, could be praying for, in 2023 and as the year goes on, pray for your leadership. Pray for Pastor Bob, pray for your staff, pray for all the volunteers, everybody who, who, who help uh, here. It's, it's very, very important. Um, and let me encourage too, the men in this church, and this, I'm speaking specifically to the men here about leading. Um, when it comes to serving on the board, it's, it's none of us are, um, have the, uh, what am I doing, Joe? Nothing. Okay. Okay. Uh, none of us are, are are adequate or feel adequate to serve. So um, it's, it's just please please pray about this when when the opportunity is presented to you that you would uh, consider it. That's all. And um, the other thing I'd like to do is if any of you guys are ever interested is to come to an elder meeting and. Uh, just let us know. Give us a little a warning or a heads up, whatever you want to call it. And uh, we'd love to have you uh, see what we do. Um, and, and it'd be encouraging to us, too. So, yeah. So what has been God, what's God been teaching me this past year? And uh, I had three things. And it, the first one is what, what Maggie had, had hit on, um, trust. How was my year in 2023? How was I trusting the Lord? Um, pray. What's my prayer life look like? And then waiting. What am I hearing from the Lord? Is he, is he speaking to me? And let me just give you a quick little overview of, of how I start my day. I try to start my day every day with reading some type of a little devotional and spending some time in prayer. And, and that is just not for me. It's to, and just to encourage you. I just want to read an encouragement to you to, to, to let you know that, you know, as an elder, we struggle with the same struggles that you guys struggle with every day. I mean, it, we live the same 
life. We, we are at the same temptations. We, we fall. We sin. And, and, and we face, uh, you know, nothing's different. And, and before I became an elder, I had this, um, I used to put the elders up. I used to lift them up and put them up, up on this pedestal. And I thought, oh, man, that, that they're, they're just the holiest guys. These guys would almost walk on water, you know. And, and it's not like that at all. We, we, we struggle. We, we sin. We fall short all the time. So please continue to lift us up in prayer. Um, so as we started this year in 2022, this past year, uh, we had some challenges and some, some goals that we set for ourselves. And, and one of them was... Uh, to look for a, an associate pastor that was presented to the body and uh, that whole process and how we would go through that. And um, let me give you a quick overview as to what that looked like. So we start the process and it's like any other hiring process. You send out stuff on social media, you, you use word of mouth, you have all these different ways that you try to get candidates to come to apply so that you can start uh, going through the process of of hiring an associate pastor. And so that process started the first of the year. And, you know, when you, you start going in, of course, you know, I'm praying through this and I'm going, come on, Lord, you know, we can, we're going to work through this and we're going to get this. And, man, we're, we got the, the, you know, the best guy available and we want to do, you know, the right thing and we want to follow your direction. And And it was like we weren't getting anywhere. You know, it was kind of like, wow, we were getting a few kits and we were, you know, we had to hire an agency and we were, you know, just, we were, we were getting nowhere. Just be honest about it. And uh, about that time, it must have been the, the latter part of April, Bob, Bob was up here and, and he had a message and he gave a message and I remember him distinctively saying, are you really trusting God to provide? Are, are you really trusting him? And, and, I, and it just like hit me because I was struggling with some own things in my own life. And was I really trusting God? Was I? And I went home and I was thinking, man. And the next day, it was, it was, it was amazing. The next day, we got an email from, from Ron Cole who had put his name in, in the hat for the associate pastor process. So it was like, wow. So Ron came to an elder meeting and said um, that that is exactly what hit him too. The, that God had spoke through Bob and saying, was he, was, you know, was he really trusting God to provide? Was, you know, and, and so I'm sitting there when Ron was saying, I'm thinking to myself, wow, wait a minute. You know, God does speak to us in, in different ways and through different things. And it was like, hey, so Ron puts his application in and we um, start processing. And this is like April. So April goes by and May, and June, and July. And <laughs> we're still kind of like not getting anywhere. So we had finally gotten down to the process, and, and I don't know if you, many of you know how about this, like, but you read, you're reading resumes, and you're, you're interviewing people, and you're having phone conversations, and, and we're doing Zoom meetings, and it just, it just, it just like it's, after a while, it's like kind of like, man, what are we doing? Are we really, is, is this 
do we really need to hire an associate pastor? There's all these things that start going through your mind, you know. So um, we narrow it down to three candidates. We, we, we feel really good about this, and we get it down to three candidates. And, and uh, so we say, okay, we're, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to pull the trigger. We're going to find out who this guy is. And I still wasn't sure. I was still kind of like, man, it could be one of these three guys. And, and, um, and there were some things that happened. And I know Bob has shared a little bit, and, and, and you can speak to us if you would like about the, the, what had happened. But the other two candidates just like fell off the table. Like, it, like in the same day, it was just like, wow. So we were able to hire Ron. It worked out very well. It was, and it was a, I just was trying to walk you guys through this little process of what we kind of deal with as a board uh, going through the course of the year, that there's just a, a lot of things and, and a lot of stuff. And we, uh, we all know the verse about, the verses in, in Proverbs that talk about trust, about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, about trusting in the Lord with all our hearts and leaning not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledging him. And he will make our paths straight. And, and those are my, like my two favorite verses in scripture. And, and I try to lean on those and rely on those all the time. I think what had happened through part of my process when I was um, praying through trying to find an associate pastor and, and, and doing the things that I wanted to do that would be the correct thing to do for this body because, you know, we represent the body, the elders. I was digging through the Bible and I'm reading upon all these verses about trust and there's trustworthy and there's, God, there's like a hundred and some odd verses about us trusting in God. So obviously he's trying to tell us something, right? One of the verses I came across is in Proverbs 28, verse 26, it says, he who trusts in, in himself is a fool. And I was like, whoa, wow, he's talking to me. I need to put my trust and put my rely in the Lord. And I have to do that on a daily basis. So um, I just want to encourage you guys, like I said earlier, as we start a new year, kind of give you an overview and an idea as to what your board does to serve you. We're here to serve you um, every day. And, and we are privileged and honored to, to do that. Um, we, we thank you very much for your support. Um, as, we, as we start a new year, I'm a, a lot like Maggie. I, I don't make res, resolutions and, and, you know, about, you know, you hear people, I'm going to give up sugar, or I'm going to exercise more, or I'm going to lose weight, or I'm going to do, or, or, or not. You just say, okay, it's just another day. Turn the calendar, and it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it starts all over again, and the year does, but I'm not going to change anything. I'm not going to do anything different. Let, let me um, read one more verse, and I'll finish up here, and it's in 2 Corinthians 5. Verse 17 reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. So as we transition into a new year, those of us who have Christ, we, that's what it's all about. It's all about having Jesus. It's all about serving the Lord. If I can just 
another one more thing to encourage you is as we start a new year um, find where you could serve what you could do to bring glory to the Lord it's all about his kingdom and what we do here on this earth that he gives us the privilege to serve him and love him and, 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 and to show that love to those we come in contact with okay thank you Brad's up Good morning. Happy New Year. Uh, my name is Brad Stuve. I'm also one of the elders. Um, you know, it's funny about Elder Sunday. Yeah, we, uh, the staff work so much, especially in December, so it's good to give them a week off. But the first me elder meeting of December, usually early in December, you know, the elders around the, board, around the table in the conference room and Bob says something about, uh, hey, we're all gone this week. And the rest of us look at each other and say... Do you want to do this? Huh? I, I'm like, and then our illustrious chairman this year left town, Craig Island, to get out of this, I'm sure. Not some excuse about family elsewhere. <laughs> anyway, um, it is also uh, one of the things, yeah, we, most of us elders probably prefer not to be up front. We want to leave that to Bob and the staff. But it is good, I think, for you guys to hear from us and um, to know who we are, to you know, recognise, be able to who, who, uh, know who to come to. Um, it's also a form of accountability, and that's probably what mostly makes us a bit nervous because I think, as, as Scott said, you know, I want to get up here and be able to tell you what God did with me this year because you don't want me to get up here and say, well, I'm the same guy I was a year ago. I mean, if I'm sitting in the chair and somebody says that, I'm thinking... Uh, I'm not encouraged by that. So um, I want to talk a little bit about... So actually, for those who might know, um, I actually finished with a three-year term at the end of 2021. And so part of the bylaws is you take a year off. And uh, But with Ron Cole going from being Elder Ron to Pastor Ron... Uh, Craig Island asked me to come back on an interim basis um, uh, for the latter part of this year. So they put me back uh, here, which I was happy to do. Um, it's a great privilege to serve, and uh, so I was appreciated being asked. Um, um, so what I want to do, actually, is just share a little bit about what happened in the nine months I wasn't on the board. <laughs> Because, you know, it is, we did go through the pandemic and, you know, I was a lot involved with the hiring of, of the youth pastor, David, and um, and so when you get, a, after a three-year term, honestly, there is a little bit of like, okay, I need some time for myself. And so um, I did something that I hadn't done, is like, I invested in a new Bible that was like 120 bucks was the most expensive book I've ever bought. And actually, it's three volumes. Um, and uh, a great, and so I'm like, I'm going to really get into this uh, this year. So, um, but I have a reading plan I follow, and I'm going to talk a little bit about my reading plan. I've been following for a long time, like decades. I've had this plan. Ron, if you'd put the first slide up for me. Um, I was introduced to this plan when I was a young Christian and I've always kind of just kept it and uh, 
I hope the print is big enough for you to read. But basically what it does is, if you think about the Bible, it's not really one book, it's 66 books. And if I think about 66, I'm trying to hold 66 things together, like the 66 table tennis balls. I know you call it ping pong, but you don't win a gold medal in ping pong, you win a gold medal in table tennis. So uh, holding 66 table tennis balls is really quite challenging. But if I said to you to hold seven softballs, well, then that's a whole lot more manageable. It's still a full load, but it's manageable. And so my reading plan breaks down seven softballs into seven sections in no particular order of importance, but they are the Gospels, the Law, or the Torah, the history of the early church being Acts, the letters of the New Testament being Paul and the ones from Peter, James, and, and the others, uh, the historical writings of the nation of Israel in the Old Testament, um, the prophets of the Old Testament, and then the apocalyptic books of Revelation and Daniel. Um, and managing it like this in seven sections make, makes it easier for me to, to process. But I don't read it in uh, sections like this, and uh, uh, I read it in cycles. So, Ron, if you'd go to slide number two... So this is, this is what I follow, and I know New Year's resolutions, a lot of time you might make a resolution to, like, I'm going to read the Bible all this year, you know, which I find quite challenging. I take probably two years to get through this. You can do this cycle and three chapters a day and get through the whole Bible in two years. Um, if you look at... But what happened earlier this year was I wrote that off the board, getting into reading Scripture, and I got into cycle C... And if you look at number two there, I hit Leviticus and Numbers. And it's like, oh, boy. Now, I've, like I've said, I've been reading this, following this plan for a long time. But honestly, there, are point, there have been times when you get to certain books and Leviticus and Numbers are one of those where it's just like, oh, I'll just skim through this, you know. But I bought this new Bible. And so, um, you know, different um, translator and he had different footnotes and so I started reading and then I started reading his notes and I'm like, oh, oh this is really interesting. And um, so I'm going to get all nerdy on you and talk about Leviticus um, because I learned, you know, Leviticus is, is not, you know, a story. Like Exodus before it is a story of the Israelites coming out of Egypt and Numbers is the story of the Israelites in the wilderness, you know. But in between, this is a set of laws. There's like two minor narrative stories in the whole uh, book of Leviticus. And, um, but what is Leviticus really about? And it's one of the key Hebrew words in there is actually, it's mostly translated, we, we see it holy a lot, but it's divide. It's dividing God from the people. Set apart is, is a better way to put it. Um, and so, you know, that's one of my things, is like the reverence for God is set apart, you know. It's also the Israelites being given tools and uh, structure in a way to set themselves apart from the nations around them. And, um, but how does that happen? And the thing I learned was, uh, you know, there's really, there was four main ways that, uh, that this happens with God's interaction with the Israelites. And they are fire, blood, oil, and water. And so when I kind of picked up on this, um, 
you know, I started to pay attention to those themes through as I read through Leviticus, you know. And now fire is, uh, you know, the burning of sacrifices on the altar is obviously done with fire. There's a so there's a holy element to that, and um, uh, and then and so that's really you know, and you you bring a pure sacrifice, you know, and and one of the narrative stories that is in Leviticus is actually a sad one. It's the death of Aaron's sons uh, because they didn't respect the fire, and they brought what was a fire not of a holy source and a source set apart and they were consumed by a fire that is translated came out from God and uh, um, and so you know and you see all the fire all through scripture especially the Old Testament in the sacrificial system is is you know the God is a consuming fire uh, you know and the second part was was the blood you know they pour out the blood of the sacrifice uh, scripture talks about not eating the blood. But Leviticus 17.11 in particular says, I have, I have get, referring to blood, I have given it to, uh, to you on the, on the altar to ransom your lives, for it is the blood that ransoms in exchange for life. And when I put that with Hebrews you know, 9.22 says, there is no forgiveness without the shedding of blood. Um, so now I've got the fire, I've got the blood, and then the oil. Now the oil is a cleansing and purification um, thing for in the Old Testament. Um, in uh, chapter 8 of Leviticus, Aaron is anointed with oil, and his sons are anointed with oil, being set apart uh, for their role as priests and leading of the, of the Israelites. Um, and then, there, and then there's water, which, you know, we know here we've actually got some rain, which has been nice. Water is a valuable commodity. In the Old Testament, in the ancient world, water also was used for cleansing. You know, before Aaron is anointed, he is washed with water. Um, and so I ended up spending a number of months in Leviticus because I actually studied Leviticus, which I'd never really done. I'd read it in detail, but I hadn't studied it. And so, um, yeah, so that's, you know, kind of what I learned. <laughs> um, but then, you know, the question is, like, like I said at the beginning, is like, how did that change me? How did I grow um, from this? And one of the things I appreciate about my reading plan is it helps bring those sections into manageable pieces and it brings scripture together for me. Um, you know, like I mentioned the verse, the, for it is the blood that ransoms in exchange for life. And when I think about what Jesus did uh, in exchange for, for my life, he ransomed his blood in exchange for my life. Um, and that there is no forgiveness for me without him doing that, without the shedding of blood, the Hebrews again. Um, but when I look at, when I go back to Leviticus, when I think about the fire, um, it gives me that, you know, especially the sons of Aaron being a little lazy. Like when I think about a leadership role as an elder, uh, you know, as Scott uh, mentioned too, like we don't, I don't want to take that lightly. Like these are important decisions for the body of Christ. And, um, you know, so that gives me, <laughs> gave me a fresh... Uh, Holy fear, if you will, and um, 
you know, so yes, because I don't want to take those decisions lightly. Um, but, you know, I do... Um, but the other thing with, you know, with the plan to follow on is it's still... You can see after uh, I read Leviticus and Numbers there, I go to Acts and... Uh, sorry, let me read it so I don't have to turn my head all the time. And in Acts, Acts chapter 13, actually, Paul is in Antioch and, then, and he's talking to the people there in the synagogue and he gives a basic recap of the story of God, starting with the Exodus all the way through what I just read in Leviticus and Numbers, the story in the wilderness through Samuel to King David and then ultimately to Jesus. And then Acts 14 to 20 is Paul's missionary journey, which isn't a wandering in the wilderness, but it is a journey in the same way, being guided by God. And so then it's bringing Old Testament and New Testament together for me. And, and what I see in that, in the way that God directs the Israelites in the wilderness, the way he guides Paul in his journey, encourages me and encouraged me this year that, that he, is, he is guiding us as a body, um, you know, fully support, you know, the, the hiring of the associate pastor I think is, is really good for this body. Ron has already provided so much impact and, and help to many areas of the church and... Uh, uh, and I'm excited for for the future. It's like you know that we now have, you know, a full staff. When I joined the board in 2019, um, you know, we had three kids in the youth ministry. Um, children's was doing well. Um, we didn't really have any adult ministries or small groups happening. Um, now we have. A great kids ministry, an amazing youth ministry. We have transitions groups like um, Stoked, um, and we have more, you know, adult activity happening as well. And so, I, I I'm excited for 2023 for Community Bible Church. And uh, anyway, thank you for, for letting me share. Um, until next year, maybe. <laughs> anyway, Jim Lawhead's going to come up and, uh, and share a little bit now. Thanks. So um, I'm not an elder um, until maybe next week, if you guys approve me. But they asked me if I would just share a, a time of corporate prayer. And so in corporate prayer, um, those of you got slips of paper that I passed out. I do also a reading plan during the year and pretty much try to cover the Bible in a year. Most every day, now that I'm retired, I am able to spend a little bit more time. And one of the things I've done, I have a spreadsheet and I kind of, you know, if a verse sticks out to me, I will copy and paste it in there and then kind of summarize it in the journal, what that verse is saying to me. And one of the things I've done over the past several years is keep track of every time I see an attribute of God, something that stands out. And it, I started, and I alphabetized, okay, so I alphabetized it, A through Z, right? <laughs> but there's a, my, I got a very long spreadsheet, and what I passed out today is a portion of those. So those of you got a slip, and as we go through this time of corporate prayer, um, what I would like to do is, we will start off with just um, adoration, who God is. And those are what those slips you got. And you don't, just because I pass it out to you, you don't have to use that. You don't have to say anything. You can do it in your heart. You can do it quietly. Um, 
or any other attribute of God that isn't said, or even if it is said, you can re-say it. We just want to spend a time of acknowledging who God is, um, appreciate what he's done for us, but just his attributes and his uh, essence of who he is. And then once we do that, we'll go into a time of confession. And this is going to be a time of silence, just within your own heart. Just go before the Lord as we start a new year and just confess the sins that uh, come to your mind, that the Holy Spirit convicts you of. And then we'll kind of close with just a time of praise and thanksgiving. And that is just a time where we'll just offer up, thank you, Lord, for rain, you know, his goodness to us, his the abundance of food that we enjoy, just anything like that. So um, let me just um, start, and I will just open it up, uh, and then you guys just, as you feel led. And if it's quiet, that's okay. If there's silence, don't be afraid of the silence. But uh, let me just uh, talk to our Lord. Lord, you are worthy of all our praise and all our worship. And we come before you now just to acknowledge who you are, and recite things that we know about you that bring you honor and glory. Lord, you are. Congregation, let's just lift up before the Lord, acknowledge some of his attributes.
Lord, this could go on all day. You are holy and set apart. Um, so many of your ways are unsearchable, and yet you give us insight into who you are through your word. For that, we thank you. But Lord, we are a weak and sinful people. We need your mercy. We need your forgiveness. We thank you that if we confess our sins, you're faithful and you're just and you forgive us our sins and you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so now, congregation, in the, just in the quietness of your heart, just go before the Lord and have him search your heart. Like David says, search me and know me because <laughs> God knows our ways. So Lord, we just come before you now admitting our weakness. Lord, we are ready to start a new year, and we are grateful that in you, each day is new. You're a forgiving God. Help us to be mindful of how we live, to be obedient to you. And when we fail, we thank you that you are merciful and loving and kind, and do not let us go. For that, we thank you. Now, Lord, we praise you that you are a God that makes promises. Your promises never fail. You um, 
promised many things in the past and in the future. We have much hope to look forward to. Thank you that your promise of seeing Christ face to face in glory uh, gives us hope and joy. And now, Lord, we just lift up to you and thank you and praise you for your goodness to us. So congregation, let's just Thank God and praise him for the things he has done and continues to do for us. Lord, I do thank you for the rain. We so much need it and it brings freshness and green. And uh, So thank you for that. Thank you that you not only give it to believers, you're a gracious God who blesses all with it. Lord, I thank you for saints um, that have carried on the torch, passed on your word. Thank you so much.
Lord, we thank you for a, a place to worship, a place to come freely, to hear your word, to be still for part of a day, to focus on you. Often we come and pray and just ask for things, but we thank you for the morning where we can just focus on you, um, reflect on you, be grateful for what you have done for us. Um, but we do ask your blessing on our pastors, on our children's ministry, the youth men, all that goes on here, Lord. Um, continue to use us, help us to be faithful to you, obedient to you as we serve you. And we pray all these in Jesus' name. Amen.